Happy Wednesday, Secret Squad. Today's episode of I've Got a Secret is sure to get you moving. I'm doing another episode in my series of The Secret to Staying Active at Home. I'm really needing this right now. So who else is feeling really cooped up? I'm dialed in with Simone De La Rue, continually named one of Hollywood's hottest celebrity trainers. Simone is a professional dancer turned fitness mogul and has a client list that reads like a magazine. Chrissy Teigen, Jennifer Aniston, Kate Hudson, Reese Witherspoon, and listen, the list never ends. And I just want to say, welcome, Simone. Thank you so much. Well, what an introduction. Oh. You made me blush. <laughs> oh, listen, you've earned it. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for coming in right now. And I know that we're doing this virtually, but it's going to get all of us moving like we need to. I feel like I'm, I'm calling it the quarantine quit. That's what I'm suffering from. I haven't been working out like I should. Yeah, I mean, it's been such challenging times. Um, you know, I have an online, um, I have an app, but I also have my studios. Um, yeah. We've had to ha close the studios the past three months, so we haven't been able to have that inhuman, you know, a human interaction and, um, you know, the live classes. Um, but yes. it's been surprising how many people are working out at home during this time. We've really seen a, you know, a rise in subscribers, mm -hmm. um, you know, on my Instagram, people are really desperate for content and workouts to keep them sane throughout yeah. this period. Yeah. That's so true. And, and the fact that you're the founder of this fitness empire, Body by Simone, it is literally a lifesaver right now. It's dominating the industry. And and your workout DVDs and your app and such has is really what is needed right now. And so thank you for having the brilliance to do and create all of this for all of us being quarantined at home. Because, of course, we need to stay healthy. We need to stay fit. We're not only because that is something that's so important to all of us in our everyday life when it's a normal lifetime. But we're under this quarantine because of... A pandemic. So we really feel like I do. You can tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like we need to step it up a level to get, you know, even healthier. And I haven't been doing that. I, I've, I feel like probably a lot of the listeners can relate. Um, I will tell you, I'm not beating myself up about it because we're under a lot of pressure right now. So I do, though, want you to help us learn and tell us everything we need to do and can do because we are at home. Absolutely. I think, you know, exercise for me is not just about, um, you know, the way you look physically. A lot of it really is mentally and emotionally and spiritually how it makes you feel. Mm -hmm. And I've said to so many of my friends, so many of my clients, and I'll say to you today, exercise really is therapy. Yes. You know, it's that, um, that good endorphins, um, thriving through your body and really boosting your mood, which we all need right now because so many of us have fallen into a deep depression. Mm -hmm. You know, we're overeating, we're oversleeping, we're drinking, we're turning into really bad habits because we're bored, we're stressed. Um, you know, so first of all, using exercise as a tool for your mental health and then obviously, you know, the added reward is that you are going to see, you know, a tight and toned physique. I'm just so glad that you've pointed out in the beginning that it's really not about looks, but also about how you feel on the inside, not just how you look on the outside. And this point of our in our lives right now, that is something that is so important for all of us to remind ourselves. Yeah, that's always been my mission, um, especially because 99% of my clientele are female. And I think it's really, really important that we shouldn't get hung up on body image and body weight, in that we should really just think about, you know, exercising to, to make you feel good. And, mm -hmm. you know, if, if you feel strong and powerful, then you can really go about your day. That's right. Um, working out at home, um, 
you know, it's always an excuse. It's always easy, easy to say, well, I'm not going to the gym or I don't have any of my equipment. I don't have to do it today. But one, be one beautiful thing about my workout is that you don't actually need a lot of equipment. And I always say my favorite piece of equipment is actually your own body. Oh, I love that. So there's that. so many, you know, it can be really creative and do some great workouts at home, um, you know, using a chair, on your sofa, on your bed, a little bit of room outside, you know, I have a one-year-old little boy, so I incorporate a lot of my exercises with him now, oh. so making it really a family affair. So I think you know, we it's encouraged a lot of people to work out together with their families, which has been really, really great as oh, well. Oh, I love that. Because you were a professional dancer, uh, then I feel like that is such a plus when it comes to your workout and your methods. So can you tell the listeners how you've incorporated dance into your routines? Yeah. So I've always loved to dance. I was never um, a lover of cardio. I didn't really like to run or cycle or swim. Um, but I always used to just feel so much joy um, and feel incredible after dancing. And, you know, someone said to me, well, how do you get a, a dancer's body? And I said, well, you dance, you know, that was kind of like my aha moment of something that I'd always done as my profession. Um, that it's like, oh, you know, some people are intimidated by the word dance or, or frightened to even try. And I thought, well, why don't I create a program where anybody can do it, where they can learn to dance? Like we're not auditioning for Broadway or the Rockettes or anything like that. We're literally just learning to move, getting our heart rates up. We're learning, you know, working on our coordination, using our brains to learn choreography. So something that I'd done all of my life you know, now I was turning it into an exercise program that anybody could do and they could they could join in on the joy and the love of dance and also, you know, work on their cardio and their stamina and their fitness. Um, you know, there's so many studies now that, um, you know, they're bringing dance into the elderly homes because oh. it's really great for early onset dementia because you're using your brain to have to learn choreography oh. and remember that. So there's so many great, wonderful benefits of dance that just requires you using your full body with no other equipment. I just love it. So how were you, were you able to turn your dance history, your dance career and love of it into a career? You know, I had an aha moment. I was doing a show on Broadway and I was sitting in the dressing room and everyone was talking about the next audition when they were, you know, had you gone for this show? Or, and I just thought, you know, I, I had done it for 18 years and I was really wanting to take the power and be in charge and control of my destiny. And so I wanted to start my own business, which is exciting and terrifying yes. all at once. Yes. Um, so I started off with a very small clientele of like five five people and I worked out of somebody's home gym and I just built up, um, you know, the clientele through word of mouth by doing a good job and, you know, being kind and, and um, you know, I just I basically grew it from, from the ground up oh. in New York City. This was 10 years ago now. Wow. You know, and now I have four studios and DVDs and a and you know 40 staff and so it's crazy to, to look back and think about that moment 10 years ago but I really did have an aha moment I thought you know what I'm going to take the power and I'm going to do something that I love and that I'm passionate about and that you know take the ego away from being on stage when it was all about you know razzle dazzle and actually share my knowledge and and gift and help people be the best versions of themselves and inspire them through dance and movement. And that is why you can just hear the passion in your voice right now. Uh, the listeners cannot see you. I can see you. Uh, and I and I can't wait when this is over and they are listening to this. They can log on to I've Got a Secret with Robin McGraw, uh, dot com and see your see these little clips and see your face. And they'll feel that passion because and I'm sure they hear it in your voice because it is just it just is coming, just bouncing off the screen right now. And I love that because 10 years to me uh, doesn't really sound like that long, but it is because of your passion and it is because of your drive and your love for dance that this, this empire you've built is so successful. And I just love that. And can I tell you, the other thing I love about it is that not only does it, does it make you love it, too, and it works for you, and it's just, it's phenomenal for the body, but it's fun. 
how did you decide to put fun into it? It's obvious that you did. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so important because, you know, I I know a lot of women um, think, you know, really do dread cardio, you know? Yeah. And so I think it's like, well, how do we do it and and put a fun spin on it? How do we make it enjoyable? How do we make it not a chore? How do we make it something that you want to come back to? So a lot of, you know, in-studio experience, the live classes, it's like a room full of women all supporting one another, all dancing together. And, you know, it's an electric energy that you uh-huh. just feed off. Um, I guess, you know, the beauty about dance is it's so creative and expressive and really if you're in a bad mood you know you don't hang on to that mood for very long because once you start moving and dancing you really do have such a huge smile on your face Uh and obviously you know dance is driven so much by music so having really loud music and a great playlist um you know I think everyone at some point in their lives has tried to dance or dabbled in dance a little bit, even if it's just learning it for your, you know, your, your first dance in your wedding or your prom. Um, so it's nice to reconnect with that. In a way, it's it's like reconnecting, you know, with your, your inner child yes. um, and being, being silly and, and, and joyful and, and most importantly, not taking yourself too seriously because I think life and especially now, 2020 has been one of those challenging years well, we just have to have an element of fun and we have to have an element of, you know, a release. That's so And I'd true. much rather people release doing dance cardio than, you know, any any other crazy behavior. That's so true. You know, when, when I said in the beginning that, that I've, I've labeled it myself, I've labeled that I'm suffering from quarantine quit when it comes to my workouts because uh, I just... I, you know, I've just been distracted and I'm thinking about so many other things and doing doing other things here while being at home. And I really want to get back into it. And so I've been I've been on your app and I've been so excited about the two of us talking today and sharing everything that you have to say with all of the listeners. And I'm telling you, I'm so inspired and so excited because uh, I kept saying to Philip, I was like, you know, I I, I need to get back in the, to the gym and I need to get back and get active and get really focused, but it just doesn't sound like fun. And I just really want to, I just really want to have some fun because really that's always been really my attitude about everything pretty much my entire life and raising my boys and everything is like fun has got to be a part of it. And so yeah. I just want to thank you because you've given me that spark of excitement and fun back into what's been really important lately is getting back into getting fit. So tell me what, and and I feel like you've already answered it, but is there anything else that you feel that dance has taught you? I think, you know, I I started dancing at the age of three and, you know, my mom didn't push me into it. I remember as a little girl walking past a shop and seeing a pair of pink satin ballet shoes and pointing to to them and saying, you know, mummy, mummy. And I think she was like, oh, no, because it's such a commitment. You know, I guess like any sport or anything that you put your child, you know, child into because I ended up dancing, you know, five, six times a week. But I... I think the discipline, you know, that any athlete has from such a young age, dance has taught me extreme discipline. You know, we, you, when everyone else was going to, to parties on the weekends or I was dancing eight hours a day, you know, um, it, it taught me great time management because then I knew that I also had to try and get my work in or my homework done. It's a really beautiful camaraderie with dancers, um, very supportive of one another. It's really much like an extended family. Um, And I think, yeah, I think it's the discipline drive. It teaches you to be a perfectionist because with dance, there's always somewhere to go and somewhere to grow. So it it encourages you to to, um, constantly keep. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love yeah. hearing that. I love that there's always somewhere to go up. There's always a place to grow when it comes to that. Do you have any suggestions for our listeners for staying not only physically engaged, but mentally engaged right now? Yeah, I think it's important to just think about maybe carving out 10 minutes of your time. 
um, you know, we get caught up in thinking, we'll I have to do an hour workout or, you know, you can, you can do 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the afternoon, 10 minutes in the evening. Or if you only get to do 10 minutes that's, that day, that's okay. You know, it's better to do something than nothing at all. Oh, I and I that. always say, once you start, the hardest thing, you know, I say to clients, put your spandex on, put your workout clothes on, put your trainers on, um, and, and just get to the gym or just get to the treadmill or just put the music on or turn your app on. And once you've started, you know, then you'll be encouraged to keep going because you'll feel great. But the hardest thing is just getting started. So, you know, don't put the pressure on yourself that you have to do an hour every day, you know, oh. 10 minutes that's a good place to start. Oh, I think that's great advice. And you know what I really love is when you say, go ahead and put on the spandex and the shoes and uh, just go ahead and put it on when you get up in the morning and wear it all day. You're going to be at home all day. You might as well have it yeah. on because I think that will inspire you to go ahead and do something. Absolutely. And and I love that you say if it's only for 10 minutes, go ahead and, and do it just for 10 minutes. I love that. It's like the pressure is off because I've always felt like once I get started, I have like this range of like 12 to 16 minutes, maybe 18 minutes. Once I pass that mark in there, I could go all day. But 10 minutes, that takes so much pressure off. Small little achievable goals, because then the next day you can add on a couple more minutes and then, you know, you'll be, you'll surprise yourself. What would you suggest for a 10 minute workout to start with? Yeah, I would say choose a muscle group or, or choose um, a cardio. So if you've got 10 minutes, decide to do like a hit cardio for 10 minutes, or you're going to just work on biceps and really work to fatigue that muscle group. Don't try and do a full body workout in yes. 10 minutes. So, yeah, yeah, the idea is just trying to, to work to muscle fatigue. Um, so a great one is always, you know, a hit cardio or a mm -hmm. jump rope or a treadmill or a dance, yeah. something to really get the heart rate up. For, well, for those out there in, into group fitness, how can you replicate the same sense of a community and motivation while at home? Yeah, that's a really good question. And that's what's, you know, so many of the people have said to me since my studios have been closed, like, thank goodness for the app and thank goodness for virtual classes, because we still feel like we're connecting with you, we're still getting our workout. But you do, when I was saying before about the camaraderie, that energy of supporting one another in a room, you really miss that, yes. you know. Um, and I actually don't know how you how you replicate that. that I, 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 I'm just wondering if Zoom, maybe you just can create a Zoom class, all your friends together on Zoom, and then everyone puts pulls up your app, there you have it. <laughs> yeah, we're all doing it together. I don't know. I mean, it's making us think outside the box, isn't it? Like isn't it? with this whole <laughs> the yes. past, past three months is like learning ways to connect. That's right. And then if everyone's playing, has the app and the music's playing, that would just be so energizing, I think. Yeah. Well, you just have to do it with your neighbors. What about when in Italy and, and Spain, when everyone was working out on their balconies That's and waving right. to one another? Oh, I love you that. Just have to, you can walk, work out with a towel. You can, you know, work out with wine bottles. You can work out with cans of beans. Like there's so many things in the house that you can find, you know, that, yeah, you can be creative with. Yes. That, that's definitely been a, a time for, for a lot of creativity. And I say, work. I say, get those wine bottles, work out with them, and then yeah. you can enjoy and a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. okay, so have a full bottle of wine, and then you might have to drink it so that when you, when they're empty, they're a little lighter. So, lighter, exactly. <laughs> so how would you say someone follow a dance and movement program that doesn't have a ton of space in their home? Yeah, I mean, I created a lot of my DVDs and the app for literally the space of a yoga mat. Oh, um, you it. know, in places like, say, London and New York, where you're jumping up and down and you've got people underneath you and people on top of you, they don't really want to, you know, their neighbours aren't going to be so friendly. Um, so, yeah, you once again, you have to be creative. But I really tried to make um, all of my workouts, one, not using any equipment, and two, using minimal space. Yes. So as long as you've got room to, to lay down and got, you can put your yoga mat out then you're you're good to go oh i love it discover why critics are calling kingdom of the planet of the apes the best film of the franchise what a wonderful day 
It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. So we do two things on every podcast. And the first one is drink of the day. And I always try to have the drink of the day apply to my guest and to our topic. And so, of course, we can't have it and share it together because we're doing this virtually. But I still picked it, and I think you would agree that it's perfect for maybe to enjoy after a good workout or a good dance routine. And uh, all of our listeners can, like I said earlier, go to I've Got a Secret with Robin McGraw.com and see a photo of it, see the recipe and prepare it and enjoy it. And then when uh, this pandemic is over and this quarantine is over, maybe you and I can get together, have a nice workout and enjoy this. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Cucumber and Kiwi Gimlet. But it's got two ounces of gin in it, a one half slice of cucumber, a sliced, I mean, an entire slice, half of a sliced cucumber, one lime juiced, two ounces of simple syrup, one cup of ice, and one kiwi slice. So mm. you add all of the ingredients into a cocktail shaper, gently muddle the cucumber and half sliced kiwi, then fill it with ice and shake well. Strain into a tall glass, really tall glass, and garnish it with the remaining kiwi. If you're feeling really fancy, you can use the other half of the cucumber to peel and use the peel to garnish. So to make this drink a mocktail, replace the gin with club soda. Now that, I think, would be great after a workout because if you're really into fitness and trying to get in shape, let's make it a mocktail. <laughs> Yeah, and you can use the cucumbers on your eyes afterwards. Oh, right? <laughs> fabulous idea. I love that idea. Yeah, our little facial, our facial as well. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So that's a great idea. So all of you listeners, go to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com and you can get this recipe and you can see how it looks. So let me ask you something. Do you ever have days where you just don't want to work out? I do, and and I and honestly, I have them them often. Um, and I think you know, as you get older, I'm, uh, I, I it's, it's a little bit more of a struggle. And now being a mum, it's like trying to find the time. You know, when or any spare time you have, you want to spend with your child if you're not working. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I am lucky that I get paid to work out. So <laughs> that's true. Um, it's a lot easier for me. But yeah, I definitely feel days where I'm not motivated at all. Um, but once again, I go back to my piece of advice that I say to all of my clients: just put your outfit on, get there, and do it because I always feel fabulous afterwards. Yes. And I, you know, I never regret a, a workout. Mm -hmm. um, or if I'm like, I don't feel like doing workout, then, you know, maybe go for a hike or back mm -hmm. in the days when we could go out and into nature and go for a hike. But finding different ways of, of exercising that you don't necessarily think is exercise. You're like, oh, this is fun. Um, but yeah, I think same, same piece of advice, just just get there and then you feel yes. you feel fabulous afterwards. You know, I love that you say that because um, I've always been very motivated to stay fit and to work out because my mother uh, died very suddenly at the what I consider a very young age of 58 from undiagnosed heart disease. And so uh, heart disease does run in my family. So I started in my 20s being very focused on 
fitness and staying heart healthy. So cardio is very important to me. I've always done something. And one thing I really paid attention to was kind of mixing it up. I have always played tennis, Pilates. I've always loved to walk outside. I love to work walk on the treadmill, work out in the gym, lift weights. So that's always been really important to me is to mix it up, do something different and uh, just always find, if I get tired of something, then I switch to something else. So I'm glad that you said that. Just something, find something. If you're getting bored or tired of it, just find something else and get creative. So I love that. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to hear about your mum, but it's 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 good that you are taking care of your of your heart health and mm-hmm. and yeah, just step outside your comfort zone. I think we all get stuck in. Well, no, I'm not going to hike, or I'm not going to cycle, or I, I I don't I don't run. But just try it. You know, I think it's important. As saying, we have to keep evolving and growing as humans, and um, yeah, push yourself mm-hmm. and, and try something new. That's true. And then of course, age plays a big part. Like for the fact that I'm 66 years old right now running mm, it's not great for my knees <laughs> but uh, look incredible 66 come on <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you thank you but I, I have to say I think focusing on my fitness all my almost my entire life has made a big difference but uh, uh, yeah it's like pay attention to your age and and always look for something that's going to take care of your body now yeah. dance though I think dance that that's the answer. You you have yeah. created a routine that is is really I think perfect for any age. Would you say that? I, w- I would. We have like in New York, my studio in New York. Our oldest client is seventy nine. Perfect. Um, and uh, I think our youngest client is about thirteen. But we we only let you know um, fifteen and sixteen year olds into the studio. But. Yeah, I think the beauty about dance is you can do it at, at any age. Yes. You know, um, and it's it's high impact in the fact that it's jumping, but it's low impact on your um, joints because you're not lifting heavy equipment. Yes. And you can do, you know, modified versions of it. Um, yes. And it just it requires and uses the whole body, which is such a beautiful thing. Yes, I agree. And I don't know, there's just something very different about your dance routine as opposed to running outside or or even when I run. I mean, I'll do a sprint on the treadmill, but uh, I love the dance part of your workout. It's it's phenomenal. And it it's not only just very, very good workout, it makes you so happy. It, <laughs> it just really is. So what advice do you have for someone who is maybe intimidated by exercise, which there are a lot of people out there that I believe feel that way, that are intimidated by exercise or they don't really know where to start? Yeah, you know, I I often, well, I always worked with celebrities or people who are fit Mm -hmm. and it's easy to train somebody who's already fit or who already likes to exercise or who's getting paid to look like that yes you know that's very easy um but over the years I I did a tv show called tv show and it was it was like a weight loss show um but it was helping people who were like 360 pounds who um thought that, you know, eating healthy was eating a salad at McDonald's with the croutons and the dressing and, you know, couldn't even walk up the stairs of my studio. And that really opened my eyes up to, you know, the lack of knowledge, the lack of tools that are out there for people. And and also, you know, I really thought, wow, I need to, to provide workouts that for everybody at any stage, um, whatever level you are. And, you know, exercise should not be a privilege and, you know, nutritional knowledge should not be a privilege. You know, we should be allowing everybody to to have access to this. Um, So it's like, yeah, I I think it really opened my eyes to that. And I thought it's just, it's so scary and it's so intimidating if you've never worked out before. That's right. You know, it's like, I think and the hardest thing is, is just getting there. Once again, it comes mm-hmm. back to just, just trying to mm-hmm. get there. But I think be kind to yourself, um, you know, practice self-care and self-love and, and set small, attainable, realistic goals that you can achieve. Like don't say, all right, I'm going to lose 50 pounds in two weeks. I'm only going to drink juice and I'm going to work out for two hours every day because you will you're setting yourself up for failure and you Mm -hmm. will fail. 
Yes. So you really need to um, just be kind, be gentle, start slowly mm-hmm. and just just start and I, know, I think put, it's important you on and start <laughs> yes and I love I love that that you've just said that and I would add celebrate yourself be proud of yourself that you've started that you're there you have the desire to do it and you started I think that's a big step and I don't I think a lot of times all of us we don't give ourselves enough credit for having made the decision to do something and we've taken that first step doesn't matter what it is, but we're talking about fitness and exercise today. So, you know, we need to give ourselves the the credit that we've taken the step to to go to the gym or to work out or to do what the exercise and and to to do whatever it takes to get healthy. And yeah. I think with that, and part of that celebration is to educate ourselves. Mm-hmm. So once we make that decision, or anyone makes the decision to get healthy and to get fit then do everything we can to educate ourselves and know that it's not about starving ourselves. And it's not about, like you just said, I'm repeating what you just said, it's not about spending two hours a day in the gym and killing yourself and then only having a salad. So I love that you said that. It's really about educating yourself about the the whole aspect of being fit and getting fit. And don't put so much pressure on yourself to see results overnight. Yeah. And it's really interesting because, um, you know, people who have weight issues, um, you know, often there's emotional trauma um, deep down mm-hmm. that are the reason why they've got to that place. And I think, you know, as women, we don't take care of ourselves. We don't put ourselves first. We don't practice self-love every day. Um, you know, we find excuses and put everybody else first. Mm-hmm. So it's really getting in touch with with that trauma and allowing yourself and knowing that you are important and that you should put just as much love into you first so mm-hmm. that you can carry everybody else. That's you know? well, you're echoing my, my mission statement, really, um, mm-hmm. as to why... I started taking care of myself when I lost my mother so suddenly. And uh, it, it was just, I thought, you know, I'm, I, I admired everything about my mother, but I thought I cannot perpetuate her legacy of self-neglect. She put all of her children and my father first and therefore never went to the doctor for herself, never put herself first. And I lost her at the young age of 58. And I thought, I can't do that. I have to put myself first. And I truly believe it wasn't selfish then. And it's still not selfish for me to take care of myself so I can still be here for those I love. So I can still be here for my husband, for my children, and now for my grandchildren. Our youngest son was born one year to the day my mother died. She never got to even meet our youngest son. So I never felt it was selfish to put myself first and to take care of myself and to be my healthiest at every phase of my life. So that is why I have always put being the healthiest I can be at the top of my list. So what? let me ask you this, and you're the perfect one to answer this. What if someone thinks they have two left feet uh, <laughs> and can't dance? Do you believe that really anyone can dance? Yes. I, I, I make fun of my husband because he he's like, oh, I don't want to dance. I can't dance next to you. You know, I don't have rhythm. But you can learn. It's like anything. It's like learning to play an instrument. It's like learning a language. You can learn. You just have to put in the time. Um, I think the fun thing about dance is, once again, don't take yourself seriously. And I always say to people in class, your mission is just to stay in the room. Like, I don't actually <laughs> care if you're going that way while everyone else is going that way. Just don't trample on the person next to you <laughs> you know you can be expressive and move um you know and as i'm taking the pressure off we're not you know, we're not auditioning for a dance troupe yeah. all we're trying to do is just move our bodies so i i do believe that you can learn at any age and, yeah. and with two left feet um it just may take a little bit longer and you might have yeah. to have a bit more patience yeah. and and not take yourself too seriously Philip and I are always, we, we're, we're not big dancers, but we love music. We love music. Our youngest son is a musician and, and we love to go and be around people that are dancing. So, but we, we do kind of like to watch everyone dance. <laughs> Philip says he, he's kind of like Naven in the, uh, uh, is it Steve Martin? He played Naven in some movie and he can't clap and stand uh, yeah. tap his foot at the same time and everything. It's so funny to see Philip try to do that. But 
But <laughs> still, though, we both love music and we love to move to the music and we love to attempt to dance. So, yes, I really believe even if you don't have rhythm, anyone can dance. <laughs> yeah. Can you can you speak to the emotional benefits of dance? Yeah, it's, you know, it is a sport, but it's also very much an art. And I think, um, you know, there's such a creative expression using your body as your tool. And it's, if I'm in a bad mood or if I'm sad or if I'm, you know, if I'm feeling a little depressed, moving and move using my body, it's like you're moving the energy around and it shifts. And, you know, you can't help but actually feel joy in the end of it. Um, so, yeah, I, de I definitely think that it, using your body as your tool, it's a creative expression, it's an outlet, um, and it really, it, you know, it moves you emotionally and spiritually as yeah. well. I can tell that you're really more, even more, personally aware, I guess, of the of the benefits of dance during this time right now. I mean, I can feel it in your voice. I can tell that you really, I mean, you believe it, of course, but do you, do you feel like you're even more aware of it during this pandemic right now? Yeah, I mean, just focusing on and just the simple thing of just exercising each day and how much that can really just shift your mood. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's been so much uncertainty. No one knows what's going on. We've mm -hmm. been, you know, there's so much fear. Um, there's so much anxiety, not knowing what will happen with, you know, our businesses, you know, if anyone, you know, it's just so much, so much stress. And it's a slippery slope where you could choose other addictions, uh -huh. you know, to, to numb the pain. Um, and, you know, I know that there's a lot of that. We're going to have to face a lot of that coming out of this is really helping people through that. But to me, exercise has always been my therapy and I've yeah. always encouraged people to think the same thing. Yeah. You know, if you're thinking about drinking that vodka, put it down <laughs> and go and dance yeah. or go and lift some weights or go and do some exercises. Yeah. There are better choices to make. That's why I was saying you're very inspiring for all of us who are, are at home right now, it's so inspiring to hear you talk about what a difference dance and music makes to just, well, not only being healthy, but just being happy. You just turn that music on and it just motivates you. I love that. You have the most precious little boy named Oscar. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's so precious. Was it difficult to start moving again after have after giving birth to him? And do you have you any know, advice to new moms about that? Yeah. So I <laughs> fell pregnant. My husband and I were trying for a long time. I fell pregnant and we gave up. We let it go. Um, and I fell pregnant at the age of 43. Wow. And so you look you so know, young. Thank you. The I mean, that's young. That 43 is very young. <laughs> yeah, a geriatric pregnancy. No. You know, and I remember saying to my OBGYN, I'm 43, not, you know, 103. That's right. That's so um, young. But, you know, so it was it was very challenging to, to have a child um, older. Um, but also, you knowing that my body has always been my tool yeah. for, for my whole life from the age of three of, throughout dance. And I had an emergency C-section. So I was out of action, you know, for a good at least six weeks, eight weeks. Um, so for me, I was like, this is what it feels like for people who never exercised or they're starting from scratch again because uh -huh. I couldn't even walk up the stairs. I <gasps> couldn't, you know, it was, it was so challenging. Um, so it's been one of my missions is to provide enough knowledge for women. Um, you know, there's, there's so many benefits now to work out throughout your pregnancy. And I worked out every single day until I, until I gave birth. So I've created a lot of programs now for pre and postnatal um, to show that all the workouts that you can do that are safe. There are things that you can do and things that you can't do um, and make sure that you're getting the right advice. Oh, that's um, wonderful. But, yeah. So you had a C-section. Oh, bless your heart. But that is so wonderful to know that you created those programs for before and after giving birth because you've been there and you know. 
Yeah, and you know, I did some research because I was like, well, what can I do? What can't I do? So I was made sure that I was qualified as a pre and postnatal specialist, um, you know, and always checking in with my OBGYN. But there's not a lot for women um, throughout their pregnancy and afterwards, and also not knowing a safe time to come back into it. Um, you know, you've got to make sure that you get clearance. You can't come back back in and work out and do, you know, core work and planks when your abdominal wall hasn't healed properly. So that's been my mission now as being a mother is now to, to put out as much information and content as I can so that, that women have something um, to, to look on and learn. Wow. And isn't that a shame that there's really not that much information out there in so many areas for women to go to? I know, you know, just like with menopause and hormones and that you would think that there would be a lot of information and especially in the area of giving birth. I mean, we've been giving birth for centuries, but it's so wonderful that you've taken the time to find out everything you can and give that information to other women because it's just so important. Yeah, I think there's so much fear around it all and people are like, oh, I don't know what to say. We shouldn't be telling people to exercise. You know, gone are the days where our mother's generation where you lay on the couch and put your feet up and eat ice cream. Like, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to keep being active. That's right. Um, throughout, you know. So, yeah, I, I wanted to make sure that people at least had a choice. So if that's yes. what they wanted to do, that there was there's some content and information out there. I love that. And so now he's a year old. Yeah, he's 14 months oh. and he's a little terror. He does not stop. It's exhausting, but I love him more than anything in this world. So. Oh, I think mm -hmm. that's wonderful. Like I said earlier, we raised two sons and I think it's really special raising a young man. Yeah, it's really interesting that beautiful, I mean, I see him with my husband and I see the relationship they have that's, you know, rough and tough and boys together and he's so soft and loving yes. to me and yes. um, I just, oh, it's I, just, it really is the most precious yes. thing ever. You know, I don't, I think it doesn't matter how old your son gets, Our, my, my boys are 40 and 33, but it I think it doesn't matter how old they get. Every time I look at them, they still look like little boys to me. Yeah, your babies. I know. I was like, don't grow up, please. Yes, yes, yes. They just <laughs> always have that little boy look Yeah, in their eyes, in their smiles. And yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's really sweet. I still call them baby. It's like if I'm emailing them, talking to them on the phone, if they are in person, I still call them baby. And they've never yet told me, don't call me that. So Aww. I love it. <laughs> So tell us, what's next for your fitness journey? You know, I, I've been trying to work that out over the past three months because at one point I was very frightened that we were going to lose the in-studio experience, that we were going to lose the live classes, um, that people were going to be too afraid to return. Um, but hopefully when we do it, you know, safely, um, people I think are desperate and dying to get back in to, you know, I work agree. out and do class. So, so I want to keep continuing the studio experience Great. and hope open more of those, but, but on a smaller scale. Mm -hmm. And then I think just continuing with, with my app and producing as much content because, you know, we have followers all over the world and it's so wonderful to me to see and inspire women, yes. you know, in so many different countries. So I want to continue, you know, to do that as much as possible. Oh, I love that. I love that. I, I'm just feeling really positive just speaking with you and, and uh, we're not in the same room, but I feel like we're together and I, and there's such a positivity about you and, and fitness and such. And I just feel like there's going to be a time when you will be back in the studio and women will be gathered together in the studio. Uh, maybe everyone's wearing masks and there's at some point we'll know exactly what the protocol will be. But I don't know. I have a really positive feeling that it's going to be back in the studio. I hope so. I, I really do. I, I think that as just going back to what we've been discussing this whole time, that yeah. exercise is therapy. Yes. And um, we need that. We need that outlet. That's we need right. to have, you know, a positive outlet. So, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I'm just going to stay positive in my thinking and focus. And I feel like we're going to, we just have to see that in the future because <laughs> yeah. it is so important. And you have that yeah. to give, you have that to offer.
I said earlier we do two things in the podcast, and the second consistent thing we do in every podcast is we play a game. How do you feel about playing games? Helen, let's do it. Okay. Okay. So the name of this game, I have a Mm -hmm. phenomenal team that works with me on my podcast and they create sometimes a game for the podcast. And Rachel has come up with this game and it's called What Makes You Happier? And your workouts not only promote fitness physically, but also boost happiness. So how could you not feel happier after finishing one of your workouts? I'm going to read off two things at a time. And we're both going to pick which makes us feel happier, okay? Okay, Okay, so the first one, and I'll let you go first. I'll let you answer first every time. Okay, number one, early mornings or late nights? Early mornings. Oh, I have to say late nights. (laughs) Even though I get up very early, but I feel like I hit the ground running. Do Do you like to get up early? I like to get up early. I like to go to bed early. I love my sleep. I'm a big sleeper. Um, that's, you know, when everything has time to repair and yes. heal and be still. So I try and get to bed around 9 p.m. And I'm up usually around 5, 5.30 every morning. So, yeah, for me, I was like, I like to get up early. Oh, congratulations. Because you know what? I, I'm one of those that don't require a lot of sleep. So I go to bed about no. one o'clock in the morning and I get up about oh my goodness, I 30. I would be a crazy person. I would not be nice to be around at all. Do you know my little my little granddaughter came over last night? She's out of school and we went months without seeing each other, just you know, FaceTime and such, but now she got to come over and spend time with me last night. And so she's in the other room right now. But we went to bed at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> She's we like, coming over. Yeah, yeah. Time. I got up at six thirty. She got up at eleven thirty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I can't do that every night. But I, I don't require a lot of sleep. Okay, so back to the game. Number two, coffee or tea. Oh, that's really, really hard because I was born in England. I grew up in Australia. Oh. I would always say tea. Always say tea. But since living in America, I do like my coffee. Mm, I'm going to stick with tea. Okay. I'm going straight to coffee. (laughs) Okay. Number (laughs) next one, cinnamon toast or avocado toast? Avocado toast. Yes, avocado toast. However, I do eat both, but avocado toast. (laughs) Okay, next. Podcast or e-books? Podcast. Podcast, yes, yes. It used to be ebooks all the time, but now it's podcasts. Okay. Next, takeout or home cooked? Uh, home cooked. My husband's the chef in our house and he makes incredible food. And now I compare and say, why, what is the point in eating out when it's not as good as his meals? So, yeah, home cooked. You are so lucky. I know. <laughs> oh, I love that for you. I love that. My husband will cook, though. We cook together, but he cooks. He cooks, but not like, you know, a chef, but, <laughs> but uh, it's just the two of us. We cook together, but that's so wonderful. Okay. Mm. Now, next one, face mask or bubble bath? Hmm. Probably bubble bath because I work out, my body needs just to relax and yeah. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Bubble bath. I've taken a <laughs> bubble bath every day of my life, I think. <laughs> Even if I've showered twice in a day, which I don't know if I, why, why I would, but I'll take a bubble bath. I think it's because I raised boys. And so being the only girl in the house, I don't know, it was like my escape time or something. I don't know, but I've just always loved bubble baths. Okay, so journal for 30 minutes or meditate for 30 minutes? Meditate. Really? Really? Journaling for me, for sure. Journal for 30 minutes. Next, long walk or long run? Uh, Long walk. Yes, long walk. Yeah. Would you prefer a long walk outside or a long walk on the treadmill? Oh, definitely outside. Yeah, that was just added. That's one thing about living in California. All of the hikes are just stunning. You can have ocean on one side, mountains. It's just really, really It's so true. It's so true. We moved here from Texas, and uh, Mm -hmm. it was just... You just never, it was, the weather was so harsh. It would be just like blistering hot or freezing cold, but I love California weather. 
Okay, so the next one is making someone laugh or receiving a laugh. Um, I think probably making someone laugh, but then I end up, when I try and tell a joke, I end up laughing before I tell the end of the joke because yeah. I think I'm so funny, which it, uh, I'm not very funny. Um, but so if I can make <laughs> that was laugh, funny. No, you're funny. Yeah, I think you're probably, probably really funny. Yeah, that would, that, I would prefer that. <laughs> okay. So I think, I think I'm going to have to say making someone laugh. Yeah. Because yeah. I love to see my husband laugh. I love it when he thinks I'm funny. I love to see my grandchildren laugh and my children, yeah, laugh. Okay, so the next one, fairy bread or Tim Tam? Ah, see, an Australian, <laughs> I have to go for Tim Tam. That's, That's so like fun. a chocolate, a chocolate biscuit and you would dip it in your tea or your coffee and it would melt in there. And, oh, yeah, I grew up with Tim Tams. They are delicious. That's so fun. <laughs> That's so fun. Okay. So I have to tell you, we had Luke Milton on and asked, oh, <laughs> we asked him Luke. the same question <laughs> and he said, Tim Tam. Yeah. He said Tim Tam. And I didn't know what either one, I didn't know about either one. He explained okay. it. Yeah, and because fairy bread is um, like sprinkles on on bread. Yes, that's Which when right. you think about it, we used to have that as kids, and you think about that, that's just pure sugar, isn't it? That's yeah. just yeah. Oh, how fun! Yeah. How funny! I made homemade cinnamon rolls this morning for my granddaughter. Oh, they were so Yum. gooey, and I want to come over. <laughs> I, I what I did was take canned cinnamon rolls, and then I dipped them in butter and rolled them in cinnamon and sugar, and then squeezed. Cream cheese frosted all over them. God, they're so gooey. So that unfortunately brings us to the end of this episode. And it's been oh. such a pleasure meeting you, Simone. Thank you so much for having me. Oh. We, we could be, we could talk all, all day. I feel like we, we get could. out the wine bottles and do our workout and then have a wine. Yes, I feel like we could. I feel like I would love to work out with you. And then I feel like we could just sit and visit the entire day. Now, can you tell the Secret Squad where to learn more about Body by Simone? Yes, you can follow me on Instagram, which is at Body by Simone. My app in the App Store is Body by Simone. Um, my Facebook, I believe, is Simone Delarue. And then if you're in um, Los Angeles, I have a studio in Brentwood and a studio in West Hollywood. And if you're in New York, I have a studio in West Chelsea. Um, yeah. Oh, I love that. It. And so for all of you listeners, I will have all of that information as well on I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com. So go there and you'll see that information and then you can find Simone and you're just going to be as addicted as I am because I cannot wait to dance in your studio with you. I'm so going to be there. Very, very soon. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We're going to, yes, we're like positive thoughts are like, yeah. it's going to happen. <laughs> So, Secret Squad, visit I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com for drink recipes, videos, and more. I'm sending all my love to all of you and hoping to stay active and motivated and positive. So, we're going to stay that way and do this all together. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.